The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. You might even call me the Naughty Ranger. I, I may or may not have talked to an owl in my time. <laughs> we are built a little bit differently than a goose. I'm not sure they were using woodchucks over there. You wake up for a little bit, you maybe hit up the washroom, have a snack, go back to sleep. There are confused, angry muskrat teens sometimes. We can use our big human brains to realize that they're just sort of angry at the world and thinking about their family right now. I smell burning nuts. Oh, yeah. your own introduction Barrett you know the first time they played that for me too uh, I, I was pretty surprised as well I, I didn't know that that was coming the first time so uh, you're, you're not the first one to have that sort of huh theme music wow well, we were told you're a rock and roll star uh, that confirms it right there I've always wanted theme music you got a whole opening yeah yeah produced opening yeah the, you got a hero's welcome yeah. from this team. Well, I, I appreciate the invite back. Um, it's it's always a good time when I'm here with you guys on air. Barrett Miller is a wildlife expert with Fort White Alive. And we, well, before we, I mean, we obviously want to ask you about the moose, but we, I have noticed last time I was at Kingswood in LaSalle, I guess last week I noticed more geese than the previous week. Has it already begun? It's begun. It's uh, really begun about... Two, three weeks ago, um, all of the geese that stayed in southern Manitoba, the little ones, they, they look like adult geese now because they are adult geese now. They're starting to fly out to the fields and feed and come back to water to sleep at night. So we're starting to see the ones that have been around all summer long, as big as they're going to get, and sort of starting to build up energy for their hop south. As far as I know, we haven't seen a lot coming in from up north yet. Uh, all those strong south winds and the fact that freeze-up is not happening anywhere quickly, uh, that's slowing things down. But, uh, you know, forecast for this weekend looks like we might be getting some north winds, so we might start to see some of those uh, geese coming on in. Well, what's the cue for the geese? Is it the angle of the sun? Is it the temperature in the day, temperature at night? Do we know? We have some good ideas. Uh, some of it is, yeah, length of day. Some of it is actually just, they're, they're not the world's best problem solvers, but they're not exactly uh, dumb either. Why would I fly into a 50 kilometer an hour headwind from the south when it's blowing nice warm air up north? I've got food. I've got water. It's 30 above. I could try fly into that and exhaust myself, or I could just hang out in my, you know, little northern paradise for another day or two. Wait for that wind to shift around from the mm -hmm. north. And like, oh, it's north. It's cold. I should probably get moving. So that's that's part of it too. Um, same thing coming back in the springtime. You know, we'll get geese here. I'm not sure if you remember a couple of years ago, guys, after that really cold winter, the geese came back on a south wind. We had a big northern storm move through and they disappeared. And folks were, oh, is spring canceled? Is that all the goose? Like, yeah, no, that's right. No. That's they, right. They just moved south. They moved south for a week because that's where they were blowing. So the, the direction of the wind may have something to do with it. Direction of the wind and just the fact that it's so nice out. Like, why why would you get ready for winter when it's 30 above? Yeah, I noticed uh, at the beginning, there's all, typically April, May, and into June, you see geese on the golf courses. And then they kind of disappear yep. for a couple of months. And then they come back. Yep. Um, where do they go in the meantime? They can start to fly and they can they definitely walk with their little ones in June, July. They start leaving the nest. You see in 
Well, starting now in March, March, April, May, they're by their nest. The female's on the nest. They have really little ones. They need to stay close to water. They need to stay where they were hatched. Mom and dad are in full-on family defense mode, also known as jerk mode, and anything that gets too <laughs> yeah. close to them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the reason that they're such a good survival species. I'm glad you picked the radio word for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Well, you know, working with kids, um, there's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, has anybody asked you about the geese who live around here? Every spring, there's two geese who always hang out in this parking lot, and they set up a nest in one of the planters in the parking lot across the street, mm-hmm. and then they have to be moved away because they're hissing at customers yep. and stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it's not it's not good. We're at a point where there are as many geese as really the city can hold. Mm-hmm. We're not that far from uh, the creek here. Like, Omens Creek is really just across Empress from the CGOB studio. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so it's not the worst place if you take the human factor and the concrete factor and the Empress uh, traffic factor out of it. I can sort of see where those geese are coming from. Chances are there is a smarter, quicker migrating family that's right on the creek. So uh, the geese have had to move to less desirable areas. A planter, if it's upright, nice thing about planters, there's no predators. No mink is going to cross that parking lot, going to run across Empress and risk its neck in traffic. The terrible thing, you need to have your little ones run across Empress and risk their necks in traffic. (laughs) Again, they're not dumb, but they're not necessarily the best problem solvers. They're not very good at calculating risk rewards necessarily. No, or or long-term thinking. I guess that's the thing. In the moment... Geese are really good. Uh, the long-term strategic planning, they probably need, like, some goose advisors. Yeah. <laughs> can we ask you about the moose? Uh, you can, yeah. Okay. Where? Any idea where this moose might have come from? Because it first popped up in Wildwood. It popped up in Wildwood, um, which is along the river. It ended up at U of M, which is along the river. Now, I'm not a moose expert, but I do know that the river is running through our city. And uh, you can't discount the LaSalle or the Seine either. There's some nice little green pockets in along there. Those are highways for wildlife. Okay. Um, We've done a very good job actually at preserving those relatively. And the Bishop Grandin Greenway, I'm not saying the Greenway is where that moose came in, but it does connect the Seine and the Red and the U of M area quite nicely. And there are some wetlands in there. I've done some work with school kids on the Greenway, and I was, obviously, we weren't seeing moose, but deer, bobcat, uh, mink, uh, marten, every kind of bird of prey that we would get in Winnipeg. That little strip under the hydro lines is incredibly biodiverse, so why not a moose? So, you know, you talk about what we know and what we don't know about goose behavior. What do Mm -hmm. we know about these large mammals like moose in terms of how do they react if they've never seen human beings before? Can they get panicked? Uh, How would a panic situation affect their physiology potentially? Do we know? Well, uh, we're all sort of the same that way. Uh, Fight or flight. Uh, We all get full of adrenaline. If you've ever, uh, you know, if you've ever been scared in a dark room, if you've ever gone into a situation that you're not sure of and you get that reaction, a little bit of a jump, everything's heightened, everything's faster. And um, when we talk about behavior, and I can't, this is pure speculation, but it's based on pretty good evidence, I wonder whether that moose wasn't feeling well. Um, A big hit to the moose population here in Manitoba has been the brainworm. Now, brainworm, it's a parasite that in white-tailed deer, which have actually a lot longer history in in, uh, North America, but not necessarily in the Red River Valley. 
This little worm lives outside their brain for part of its life cycle. If that parasite gets into a moose, it moves from the outside of the brain into the inside of the brain. On the outside, you just sort of, I don't know what it's like for a white-tailed deer, but it's probably a wicked headache. Probably not a happy deer, but it's a sane deer. When it starts chewing holes through the old gray matter in a moose, that moose is, um, well, not stable. So I can't help but wonder, given the fact that brainworm is a fairly significant factor in the moose population right now, and it's certainly not unheard of. When I was in grade four, we had a moose decide to sit down right outside the elementary school I went to in Pinawa, and it was, you know, a thousand pounds big, but it was the friendliest big animal you've ever saw. But you could tell that it was sick, and that was sort of the cool moose was cool, but you also could tell that it was sick. Right. And I kind of wonder whether that was going on too. So that would just exacerbate everything. We only have about 45 seconds left here, Barrett. So is there anything at Fort White Alive that you want to plug? Uh, well, if you wanted to check out that goose migration, uh, starting in the last week of September, we're open extended hours in the evenings, Wednesday through Sunday. Peaking around the Thanksgiving weekend, we'll have between 30 and 40,000 geese coming in on a nice sunny evening to our lakes. Our lakes face west. That many geese coming in against the sunset, it's something that every Manitoban should see at least once, if not every year. Well, we have a membership out there, so I'll be writing that, that down the third week of October? Uh, no, last week of September through the end of October. Okay, that's why yeah. I qualified, because I do want to write it down. That's great, Barrett. All okay, right. well, we'll see you out there. Barrett Miller is a wildlife expert from Fort White Alive, fortwhite.org. The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB.